Blog Talk Radio. Oh, sorry about that, and I hope everybody's listening to me so far. This is really the kept out of speaking. Uh, hopefully, the crisis comes around. Uh, I just don't know where he is. Hopefully, he calls in. Come on, buddy. You can call in. But, uh, so, I'm right over here, and this is Third Rail News. So, yeah. I didn't really know how to postpone it. If it was, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um... Gotta go tell him I... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. Well, you know, it's... This isn't the only place to come around, like, awkward situations. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, hope any crisis comes around, and that's all I gotta say. Um... Sorry about everything around here. It's more of a hurry, and it was like 12 minutes when I heard about it, and I just got God and, and stuff, so, yeah. Well, today is a wonderful day so far up here in the wonderful mountains of Colorado. I might as well say something about it. Uh, Aiden, what's in? Uh, well, in the video, I guess, kind of. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's, yeah, sorry. I feel like crap. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I'm so sorry about this. And I forgot. I didn't know how to postpone it. I'm so sorry, bud. I really am. Uh, so I guess that's him. Hey. Hey dude, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Hey, this is uh this is Bo from uh from uh Sidetracked. Oh wow, hey Bo, what's going on, dude? Um I noticed you were having a little trouble there and I think I know why cuz uh your buddy was just on our show and he said that your your show was on at 12:30. So he told oh. us to come on at 12:30 and like I saw the link and I clicked on it so it would be open and I saw it was at 12 and I'm like, uh which one's it going to be? So I think he's not going to be here till twelve thirty. I just well, uh, tweeted him though. So wait, seven oh two. Who is this? Is he there? Hello, Scott. Hello, Hello. Scott. Yeah, here. Well, I mean, everybody's on back here. The whole, the whole panel's on so far. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's see who. So right. we got. Who do we okay. got here? Um. Yeah. Oh, there's one that's on the Skype number. Just one, 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 one. <laughs> and then seven of two. I don't know. That's Scott. That's Scott. Oh, the seven oh two number. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. And I know it's Bo. And I. No, uh, 740 number is you, Bo. But, uh, uh, is this Antichrist? Look on the side. He's not speaking. He's not speaking. Blue? I don't know. Blue? 
Uh, I don't know what's going on. All of the yeah, all I can hear is you and Bo. Oh. Yeah, that's all I hear is Scott, me, and uh, you. So if there's a fourth person, I can't hear him. It's fine. Well, shoot. So, anyway, oh, pretty good, pretty good. We just had a show. We didn't get to a whole lot of the topics or nothing, but uh, we got sufficiently sidetracked as we're supposed to on our show. Right. <laughs> that's that's the name of the show. Right. We named it oh, that for a reason. Another... See, that's that's a game me and Bo have. If we get through the whole show and he gets to talk about all his topics, then he wins. But if we get sidetracked and we miss a couple, I win. Yep. So that's how we work. All right. Uh, another 740, you're on. Is there another person from 740 yeah. on there? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, 740. Is that him? Hello, 740. Hello. I don't hear anybody else talking. Um, hello. Well, and, and how's my uh the volume so far? Like with all the the speaking. Well, no. You're a little garbled. I can understand you, but you're a little garbled. Yeah, you've got, like, minor cutting in and out, but it's, like, so brief that we can still know what you're saying. It's not that bad. Okay. Okay. Right. Hopefully. Good. Good. Thank you, Jordan. Um, <laughs> I tweeted your buddy, so I don't know if he got it, but... I think he did. I think he did. Um... Let's see if the one 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 number was uh one one one. I don't know. Did they want to speak? Or are they like clicking to saying they want to speak? Or no? Because I've had people where I've clicked it, and if they didn't. Like they didn't click, if they didn't press one or whatever to say they wanted to speak, then they just keep their mouth shut. Minor. All right. Uh, well, yeah. What were you guys kind of speaking about uh, around the last Blue Vino? Uh, let's see here. Well, there were some topics that I didn't get to that I was going to try to get to. Um, and one of the, one of the people that was listening to the show, they tuned in just for those topics and I didn't get to them. One of them was, um, like I got this new job where I'm bartending and, uh, so, but it's at like the Lafayette Hotel and they have these events. So I got to sit in on the local Marietta College Republicans. They had like a little meeting. And I thought it was just a little interesting because I really just wanted to reiterate that uh, the Republican Party has just gotten so sad, so sad. I mean, even with the young ones, the young ones are even, it's like they don't know, they don't have ideas of their own, so they just repeat what the old farts are saying, and then they get like patted patted on the back afterwards, like, you're doing really good, kid, and it's like, 
he's just saying what you said. He has no ideas of his own. That's really sad. You should be sad right now, not patting him on the back. But uh, Bill Bill Johnson was there, and uh, he's like the rep, the state rep in our area. And I wanted to point this out because, like, there's, you know, the whole global warming thing that's making it extremely cold right now. Because everybody knows that if you turn your heater on to, like, super maximum, it, like, heats through to the other side and starts at zero again. So that's how heating works. Apparently, when you blast it, it'll get so hot that it's cold. Where are they at? Michigan, Lake Michigan, or ice sheets? um, The article said the Great Lakes, so I think it's probably most of them. They have record ice sheets. And you can see them in pictures. They're big. I don't know if you can go skating on them, but they're pretty big. Anyways, like, so Bill Johnson's at this thing, and he's saying... uh, He's telling all the young people to listen to Frank Luntz. He's like, if you ever watch Fox News and you see a man by the name of Frank Luntz, he's a staunch conservative. It took everything in my being to not just shout out the fuck he is. He is not a staunch conservative. He is whatever you will pay him to be. That's what he is. He's a whore. I mean, he's the guy. His nickname is the Spin Doctor. Because what I don't know if you've ever heard of his name, Frank Luntz. Do you know who Frank Luntz is? Yeah, I've uh, well, my mom heard the name. Told I don't about know. It. He's the guy. He's well, got really ugly kinda. teeth. He's got really bad teeth. Looks kind of like Porky Pig. Um, and you see him on Fox News usually. He's like the guy. You ever watch the debates? Like when they were doing the Republican debates last time? Did you watch those? No. No. I did. Well, anyway, he's like the guy, for anyone that might be listening, that did watch him just for entertainment value. Like, that's why I watch him. That's my football. You know, I eat popcorn and yell at the TV screen. But um, so, anyway, it's like, um, so, like, after the debates are over, they do the little stupid focus group thing, you know, at the end where they have, like, a room full of idiots. That are dressed in like, I mean, you've got like 60-year-old women in tube tops that have been smoking their whole life. You know the people. Anyways, like, and they're asking them like political questions. And I'm going, you guys picked this group on purpose because they're stupid. Dude. You're just making everyone at home feel foolish. Um, Anyway, he's the guy asking the questions. It's Frank Luntz. That's him. So for anybody that didn't know who he is, maybe now you know who he is. But, uh. What a lot of people don't know about him is he is the person that we have to thank for no longer hearing the term global warming. He is the guy we thank for that. Oh, he is the guy that came up with the term climate change. Yep. The liberals went to him because he's the spin doctor. He is literally paid to phrase things for politicians. Doesn't matter what side they're on. He doesn't care. He wants your money. But he's really good at rephrasing a question so that you'll answer with the answer that he wants. And so they paid him. They're like, oh, crap, it's going to get really cold. What do we do? This is called global warming. Everyone's like, oh, no, it's going to be too hot. But it's not going to be hot. It's going to be cold. What do we do? Let's pay Frank Luntz. They paid him. He's like, dude, this is easy. 
climate change. Call it climate change, then it can be anything. We'll just say, oh, it's extreme cold. It's because the man made, uh, yeah, they did that. And then people bought it. But the second I heard he was the guy that did it, I went, oh, yeah, okay. No, that's all bullshit. None of it's real. If they're paying a guy because they're like, oops, it's going to get really cold. If it's a oops, we, we didn't know, then, yeah, it's, this is all bullshit. They're making it up as they go. Yeah, like so, Kurzweil, I swear. Right? You know, and it's just, that, that guy's scary because it's just like, well, look what, well, look what I can do. Just for the sake of doing it, you know. <laughs> like, I love that you compared him to Stu- Stuart from <laughs> Are we what stealing the no. show away, dude? <laughs> We don't mean to see I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, who the hell is this? I don't know. What, 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 who is this? Who's Neil with Rauhauser. Neil, Neil Rauser. Neil Rauhauser, really? No. Neil, who's Neil Rauhauser? I don't know. I it, somebody's not on. on. Oh, God, no. What the hell is this? I don't know. This is funny, though. <laughs> this is not funny. I know you're in control of the board. I, I know. It's just a basic 111 number, but you know what? I'm going to mute them. Do you hear the whispering? Is it... <laughs> Or is that somebody in your house? Yeah, I don't, I, like I don't know if I should be hearing whispering right now. That's what's creeping me out. Oh, Scott! <laughs> Scott's got some fear game on. He's he's trying to scare me. Is what he's doing. No, I, I am know. playing the game though. That's the bad part. <laughs> That's the horrible thing of it. And I'm like at a stuck point, you know, where it's like I gotta figure out the pattern. Right. Ah, well anyways, let's see, what else didn't we get to? Oh, Joe Biden is like uh thinking of running for pre no, I shouldn't say thinking of, he's basically said he's gonna run for president. And if he does, I hope that Democrats well, either realize how bad it's gotten for them, <laughs> or really Joe you know, Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. Could you imagine? Really? He he can't formulate a sentence that's no. you know something that you can't make fun of. Yeah. Wow. He's he is. You know, my wife asked uh. me today. She said, "Who's worse? Who's dumber? Uh, George W. Bush." Or Joe Biden, and I could not draw a line. I couldn't. Oh, uh, you remember Dan Quayle? Barely, dude. I was really young. I was really yeah, young. Couldn't spell potato. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the epitome right there. Couldn't spell potato. He would be the first potato president. Joe <laughs> Biden would be. Oh, dude! I just got a tweet back from. Uh, Antichrist yeah. at 73. He says he's getting on. 
I don't know what to do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like. Oh God, I don't know what to do. Well, at least I'm controlling this, and thank God you guys are here. <laughs> right? Hey, we'll entertain. We'll entertain. We're cheap. Good <laughs> <laughs> If only we had instruments that would work over the internet. We would just jam out for 20 minutes or something. That's really honestly what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for internet so fast that Scott and I can jam from 2,000 miles away. You know, maybe... That's that's like some Bitcoin speed right there. Bitcoin speed. Yeah. I want Dax (laughs) coin speed. That's what I want. And I saw... I saw Vegas is a threat level now on Twitter. I don't know where I got that. What? <laughs> Vegas is a threat level. Just like something is a threat level you Vegas. Are a threat level Vegas. That's bad <laughs> because like, like maybe in the terms of Fallout or something like that bad, like that kind of Vegas. I don't know. You just made it up. I thought it was like if you need a trip to Vegas, you know, if nothing else will help but a trip to Vegas. That is pretty bad if that's what you need. Yeah. If you're putting the word need in there and Vegas, yeah, that's pretty bad. I get it. I don't think I'd ever use it, but I get it. You know, and how do you feel about um, what face uh, David Laurie Vanderbeek uh, kind of being a gover- uh, being as governor for uh, Nevada? Oh, we spoke to him. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's been on the show, hasn't he? No, he didn't come on our show. We went on um, We the People Ohio. Uh, their oh, blog that's talk, right. And he was he was that's talking right. with them. He's an awesome guy. I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, I really do like his uh, podcast for uh, Occupy Freedom and stuff like that. It was really interesting. And I like his platform and everything like that. It's really, really fun. He seems to be really open and truth-based. I subscribe to his YouTube channel. Right? I've seen some of his YouTube videos. Well, hopefully it comes around. Maybe that troll with the 111 should I actually put him on live? He said he would be there like three minutes ago. No, I'm going to put him on the 111, dude. Yes, I'm here now. No? Huh? Uh, no, Roger? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I remember. There were some other things here we didn't get to. Um, did you hear about, like, Obama's new ambassadors he picked for all these countries? Like, there were some South American countries and, like, Norway and China. He picked these new ambassadors. None of them have ever been to these countries. And none of them really know anything about these countries. These are really? the people he picks. Yeah, he picks ambassadors that don't know shit about these countries that they're ambassadors to. Um, wow. They don't know anything about They've never been there. They don't know anything about how their governments work. 
They're not even trying, man. They've just given up. Are they waiting? I, I almost... It, I think it's like a race. Like, are they, like, testing us? Like, all right, let's see. Will, will they revolt if we do this? Will, let's see if this is bad enough. Can we? Uh, what if I make a czar of poker? This is the U.S. czar of poker. The card game. Right, well, I guess that one, Well, I guess that one, one, one number came back. Let's see. Let's get him back on. Ooh. One, one, one. Back on. Do you have anything interesting for the discussion or the topics? I don't know if they feed Oh, and it's just utmost silence. And I think Scott uh, kind of hanged, hanged off. I don't know why. I don't use Skype. It doesn't seem reliable to me. I, then again, someone... I've never tried it. I've never even tried Skype. I will say I tried to make a Skype account, and it, I went as far as like, nah, it said some word like, paying for something, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't even want to be involved with this if they want me to pay for it. Well, dude, at the most, it's free. It, that's what everybody keeps telling me, and I was like, well, what's the thing it says right there that they'll charge me? What is that? Well, um, I don't care enough to look into it is really the thing. What I'm saying in a really long-winded way is I'm extremely lazy when it comes to that. <laughs> I don't use Skype because I am too lazy to use Skype. But phones work, especially for blog talk. I don't notice any diminished quality for blog talk. But then again, I'm on a landline. I suppose if you're on a cell phone, it's up to the cell phone carrier. Ah, uh, well, um, seven. I think this is either a Scott or uh, any of this. Uh, 7:40 or back on. I guess. Hello? Yeah. Who are we speaking with? Uh, <laughs> Did they hang up? It sounded like they hung up. Yeah. Did yep. they hit the... Wait. Did they hit the button, right, to say that they wanted to speak? I think so, yeah. Well, that's weird. Yeah, it is pretty weird. I feel like crap. I mean, like, okay. it's it, it just like, you know, about the whole Antichrist and everything. Uh, I just. Uh, sorry. I, I think one fall tool of my hair already falled out. It's kind of scary <laughs> for me right so far. And thank you, Bo, for still letting me be on. Hey, not a problem, dude. And what was it that? Not a problem. Yeah. Is Scott still there, or maybe Scott hung up? Yeah, it was 40. I think it was Scott. He's 702. Oh, so, well, oh yeah, he did actually get off. Huh. Maybe that was too long. Yeah. I don't know. He I said he couldn't hang around for too long. Ah. Uh, Now, is there anything else that uh, 
like uh, you really find pretty interesting so far? Mm, let's see here. Um, well, I'm looking at the topics that I didn't get to. We already talked about Joe Biden, Texas. Oh, hey, did you hear about that? Uh, yeah, that's right. I only touched on this at the end of my show. I didn't get to talk about it. We we got really sidetracked. Um, but did you hear, dude, about the uh, Texas grand jury that uh, sided with the citizen that killed the cop and they let him go really? free? Yeah. Really? A really, really big step in um, civil rights uh, against, you know, police abuse, especially if they're excusing a murder, which is not murder because here's the situation. The cop comes to the house with a warrant, but instead of just knocking on the door, waiting for the homeowner to come to the door, explaining that he has a warrant and this is why, open the door like you're supposed to, Instead, the cop shows up, busts down the door, and gets shot. Didn't say a word. He had a warrant, but he didn't say one word. Just busted down the door, and the homeowner had well, apparently was armed, and he just shot the guy. And then realized, oops, that's a cop. Um, oh, shoot, dude. One of these guys was trying to call in. Are you still there? Oh, you just got really I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm oh, still there, dude. Okay. Yeah, I, I forgot that it was on mute. Oh, I think the oh, other guy is from 740. Um, he was trying to call, and he says he keeps getting cut off. Yeah. So, I don't know. He said he can hear us when he calls in, but then he gets cut off. All right. And then, here, I'll give the other number right over here. Guest call in number six. Four six nine two nine two nine one four eight zero. Yeah, that's the yeah, number I gave. Number I gave. Really? Yep. Or is yep. it? Well, that's the guest call-in number, so I guess. Oh, the host call-in number. Okay. Okay, so I gave him the eight six six number. Okay. Okay. Oh, here it is. Ready, set, one, two, three. You're live. Hello? Hello? Who are we talking with? Hello? Hey. Okay. Is it working this time? It's working. Oh my gosh, oh must have been the NSA cutting me off. Are the guys from Sidetrack still on here? Yeah, we still hear you. Yeah, we still hear you. Oh yeah, I'm the kid from Marietta. Ah, Jonah. Ah, Jonah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I just talked about the Marietta thing. You missed it a minute ago. Oh, but, damn. Uh, well, I don't know anything about the young Republicans anyway. Well, it was just the same old... You could probably guess. It was basically a room full of old people and young people. The young people were from Marietta College. And the young people just repeated whatever in the world the old people said. And the old people patted them on the back said they were doing a good job. Oh, just like all the other ignorant sheeple. Yeah. No ideas <laughs> of their own. No will of their own. They just, mm-hmm. uh, they just, they follow along. They just follow. They agree with the masses. The other thing was, like I was telling you, the Frank Luntz, I told you about that on Twitter, and I already explained it on here, but that was the other thing, was Bill Johnson was saying Frank Luntz was a staunch conservative, and I had, I 
took everything I had to not yell the fuck he is. He's not a strong <laughs> conservative. Don't want to leave that off yet, Job. No, any job you get nowadays, it seems. Oh, I hear you. I can't find anything around here. I just saw the numbers. It was like 21 or 20, I can't remember. It was 21 or 26% of people. Oh, no, that's what it was. It was 21% of people under the age of 26 are unemployed. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not more than that. Yeah, me too, me too. But I wonder if they're just getting those numbers from people that are registered under unemployment. That's usually the case, meaning everything's really skewed. Because I'm not. When I lost my job, uh, I didn't file for unemployment. I just went out and found another job. Yeah, exactly. I refused to get any sort of help from the government. And now I'm normally of the mind: if you pay taxes. You should probably take advantage of that fact because, let's all face it, taxation is theft. If you Mm -hmm. had a choice to opt out, they wouldn't throw you in jail for doing so. Exactly. um, So for me, I've always been like, you know what, I hate the government as it is. Bleed them dry. I don't care. So I I used to feel the same way. I used to be like, no, you shouldn't. Uh, siphon off of the government, but then I'm like, well, why do I care? I hate the government. You should, you should abuse the system until they're dead. I don't care what it is. I have, I have had it with them, and I have, I did care not who abuses the system, because they might think, oh, this is a great thing. No, you're bleeding them dry, and you're going to destroy the entire government, which is actually what I want. Come to think of it, so well, why that would makes sense, but it also makes me think. If you get on that stuff, maybe like uh, food stamps and all that, you're just buying into what they're trying to do, possibly, you know? Oh, I get that. I get that. But it, those there's people you, you can't explain that to. Yeah. For those people, I would rather push them over the edge like lemmings. That sounds really bad when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather be like, rather no. Be like, no, no, just carry no, just the whole carry the system, whole with, system you. with you. Off the edge. <laughs> Off the edge. Thanks. Exactly. I'd be Wise happy to see you crash and burn. It's going to crash and burn anyway. It's not going to last. So, so why not make it go faster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? I did meet a guy at the Lafayette. Nice guy. Nice guy. While that whole While Republican that whole thing was going on, going on, I mentioned to, I mentioned him, to him, I used to be I a Republican, be a I quickly became a Libertarian, and then even faster became an anarchist. I was like, no, we don't even need any of this stuff. We don't need laws. We don't need... And people think I'm outrageous when I say, like, we don't need traffic laws. They're like, you're nuts. And I'm like, no, think about it. If, you, if you're coming up to, say, a red light, or no, say you're coming up to a green light, and that means the other people have a red light. You get this false sense of security, like you can just plow through that intersection, right? Like nothing's going to happen. You never in a million years would think someone would be as much of an asshole to run that red light, but they do. And people get in wrecks at intersections all the time. It happens like every day. Well, you had a good point on your show. I mean, what did everybody do before all these laws, you know? I mean, well, you have to live their lives. Think about it. You didn't have a choice. You had to think and consider your own safety. 
Yeah. And now we let other people do that for us. Right. We think a law... I don't, I, there's so many people that think law prevents things from happening. It never has done that. That's never been no. the function of law. Uh, uh, but, uh, I think this is Antichrist 73. Is this you, my friend? I'm yes, so sorry. How are you guys? How are you guys tonight? Good. I think nice most of you to join us. Most of you guys, yeah, my God, it's so funny. Uh, my Firefox crashed, and, and to switch browsers for me is like, oh, my God, it's like fucking brain surgery. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us. What's crashing and what's burning? I heard those two descriptive words. Uh, government? Yeah. I was just mentioning, like, we were talking about welfare and people who siphon off of the government, and I was saying, like, I used to feel like a lot of people feel like you shouldn't do that because it's irresponsible. It is irresponsible. But I also would rather get the crash over with sooner than later, you know. I'd rather I'd rather it happen while I'm young that, than, like, when I'm 65 and then it crashes when I, I'm, like, old and slow and my bones are weaker, all that type of stuff. Let's get it over with now. So, yeah, just siphon off the government, bring it, take it off the cliff sooner so that we can fix the problems and realize we don't need them. Yes, yeah, so can, you're, you're can, uh, suggesting, like, the, uh, the quick Band-Aid, rip-it-off approach. Um, I, I'm with you. Can you imagine being, like, a baby boomer, like, 65, 70 right now? Like, the panic I see in the grocery store and these people's faces as, uh, you know, they, they transition from uh, sort of the lackadaisical middle-class life into uh, the hustle and bustle of uh, manual labor or Walmart or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, they, I've got I mean, I've got relatives like that. They 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 live on their social security check. If there's wind or word that maybe the check won't come, it's the end of the world. That's the end of their world. They that's, don't have that's a retirement. That's what I was going to say. Those things give people, you know, kind of a false sense of security. You know, they become dependent on it. Well, what happens when that cuts off? Their whole world just has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important to recognize that, um, you know, right now um, that's the significant majority. Um, you know, I, I I live with one foot in um, this world and one foot um, in a very sort of traditional um, world that's actually new to me, um, but it's in like an education setting. And the uh, disparity in um, what is being focused on or, or you know, what's uh, um, being paid attention to um, is crazy. You know, I get home sometimes and I feel like I'm a lunatic. And sometimes I get to work and I'm like, you know, what the fuck are these people thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as they traipse along. Um, and we all have relatives like that, right? Where if the system pauses or hiccups, um, you know, it's a significant impact uh, on on their like twenty four seven on their day to day life. Oh uh, yeah, try try my whole family. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, I mean that, 
you know, it's more and more of our family. Um, Agreed. And, you know, I don't know at what starting point, um, you know, everybody in your family started at, but, you know, there's no arguing the fact um, that, the, that the middle class is, uh, is diminishing, um, you know. And, and I, I got inspired to do the show because... Um, I've kind of been in and away out of the Twitterverse, and uh, you know, basically, um, what I'd love to uh, cover, uh, or not cover, but just talk about, is um, sort of some basic, um, some baselines, you know, of uh, um, of historical fact, not um, not at all. Uh, opinion or, or editorializing, but uh, there's no way we're going to be able to coalesce, gather strengths um, when everybody has um, either uh, a stark um, different view of history, or you know, or or even or even a subtle one, um, and uh, you know, in until sort of that perspective, like we can agree on this uh, was never good. Um, if you know, it's always been flawed and corrupt, but that doesn't mean it can't be good. Um, and agree on you know where that where that starting point um, occurred. Uh, you know and and. Some people say maybe, you know, Jekyll Island when the Fed was enacted. Um, I, you know, I'm not that that old. I, I don't I, – I'll start a little further along in history. Um, but, I, you know, we, I think we have to go to just post-World War II and uh, sort of the uh, euphoric um, um, atmosphere uh, and, and certainly – um, a reinforced sense of sort of the original, one of the original doctrines that the United States, uh, um, as an extension of the British Empire, um, had divine right and divine purpose, not only in its existence, um, but it's in, in its domain to expand, colonialize, um, and uh, usurp. Um, all right, somebody else talk. Um, well, well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You, you, you haven't spoke much. Go ahead. It, it's fine. Um, guys, it's, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Alex, talk to me. What are your thoughts? Well, well first of all, I, I'm, first of all, I'm sorry about what happened, everything like that. Oh, it's, it's fine. It's it's. Uh, I went to pour pour a whiskey, and uh, I don't know what happened. Um, but let me let me ask you a couple questions. So you're a knowledgeable lad. Um, where where do you think that the United States took a turn um, towards uh, you know? the cementing of a of the corporate plutocracy that we find ourselves so entrenched in right now. Like, you know, 
Vietnam War? Um, was it later on? Was it uh, the assassination of JFK, MLK? You, you don't um, know the gravity of the question you're asking. It is. It's deep. But this, 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 this is, uh, you know, I think this is essential to get at this stuff. And uh, the gravity of the question is deep. Um, you know, but if people think that the United States was a glorious land in some historical nether... I don't. You know, Netherland. You do? No, I don't. No. I don't. Right. I never. I don't think ever it was. Does anybody? No. I will say this. I, I will say this. No. Uh, here's my idea on what the whole gist of things. I mean, let's go around the, uh, the first uh, industrial revolution. Um, let's start seeing... Uh, here, here's what's happening. You see so much capital. You see so much resources. And then you see so much people going down to, like, well, instead of, like, rural areas, down to more areas. They're seeing more of this idea, more human resources, more resources, natural resources, and then more capital, which is more money. And we actually have this very powerful thing through the steam engine, the railways, um, the the factory lines and stuff like that, and then we see kind of the corruption within it and the child labor and everything like that. I think where it really started first, the good thing about it is, first of all, it was about the industrial revolution, but it's uh, now... And then we got another thing, I mean, with the bad and everything like that, I don't know, I, I think it just accumulated... I mean, all the problems through the future, I mean, through the Act 1871, I mean, all these, like, big ideas where people come around, it's just grew and grew and grew and made it the corporate kleptocracy or fascism that we have today. Yeah, I think well, it goes back further. Yeah, in he 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 evoked like the exact same thought. Like, but go ahead. How much um, further? Well, if you want specific, I would go to the very first heinous incident that I know of uh, in America regarding um, Europeans being here. Uh, and what I'm saying is basically. First off, we all know the pilgrims came here initially, blah, 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 and they were having a really hard time. Literally 50% of them died uh, almost immediately. They could not handle it. They were having a very hard time. I think and, it's like 78%. Oh, even more then. Okay. I guess I could be off with the numbers. I'm I'm just rattling off the top of my head. but Yeah, no, yeah, yeah it was an incredibly high uh, mortality rate. I know, yeah, I know it was pretty bad. It was really bad. And they were struggling, and the Native Americans came to their aid. Uh, they saw that they were not a threat, and so especially if they're diminishing in numbers that greatly, they were like, okay, they're, if, without us, they're going to die anyways. If they dare attack us, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> so they helped them. And lo and behold, the pilgrims took to them very uh, well, very well. They started to adopt each other's customs, and they were extremely peaceful. If, if you were to ask me what is the most peaceful union of strange people ever, 
that is the one because they both adopted each other's customs immediately almost it seemed and in record time they made peace with each other and they were happy they were happy for a little while and then more and more came and there was all sorts of settlements and it gets to a point i don't remember the names and i wish i did because if i said the names you could go look this up and you would go oh it's very accurate but i really don't remember the names it's too late at night but Anyways, a couple generations goes by, and there gets to a point where Native Americans are buying guns and trading for guns and firearms, which everybody had firearms and guns. That's normal. Just like way back when, everyone had a sword at their side, and it was normal. You just carried a weapon because you never know when you're going to need it. And well, so... Native Americans amassed their own guns and had their own weapons, and it was viewed as normal. Well, at some point, it made um, settlers a little skittish. This is way after the pilgrims, though. This is a few generations of children later. Um, And at some point, they said, you need to turn in your weapons. And the Native Americans said, why? You know, we have weapons just like you do. I don't see what the problem is. And they said, well, we think that you're planning on attacking us with them. And the only way we'll believe you aren't going to attack us with them is if you hand them over. And they said, hey, all we want is peace with you. We don't, we're not your enemy. And so they handed them over, not even reluctantly. They thought that showing that they were that trustworthy, that they would reciprocate. And they did not. They slaughtered them. And I think that stone number one overturned in the horrible history that is America. It's not a pretty history. There's so much gore. There's so much violence. There's so much force, so much force in what built this country that I don't think that people today understand what they're even saying when they ask for more government force because... When you look back on our original history, the blood that started was so cold. It was so cold blood that you just, you almost want to weep for like, you don't, to me, I I see stuff like that. I'm like, you don't understand. You're ruining what could be the most amazing thing ever in the world ever. Just your one stupid act could ruin that. And they did it anyways. You brought, you brought me right. Uh, really to the to the point that that I think I wanted to make, um, um, and, and if if you guys will uh, indulge me, I'm going to rant for a second. Um, but let me, let me let me put forth this: um, the United States, um, you know, was was um, originated as a corporate charter um, from. Uh, you know, the British Empire um, to land at Jamestown, uh, 1607, I think it was, maybe a little later. Um, it was a business enterprise, nothing more, absolutely nothing more. Um, Jamestown suffered a mortality rate of something like 90%. Um, wow. As far as the crown was concerned, they resorted to cannibalism, Um you know, and and this was all like you know, uh, European on European. Um, they were so the the interaction between the natives, Native American or natives and um, 
and these uh, Europeans was minimal at best, a um, couple incidents. But, um, you know, from archaeological digs, it, it, I mean, the uh, conditions were appalling, starvation, cannibalism, etc. cetera. Uh, multiple times word was sent um, across the ocean um, in boats for help. Um, at this point, the Crown assessed the situation from a strictly fiduciary standpoint, um, realized that the, the cost uh, would exceed um, any any uh, margin that they could gain um, on the endeavor and essentially terminated. But there was one stubborn motherfucker at Jamestown who lived, and, uh, and he went back to England um, and said, you know, there might be some promise here, raised money. So from the outgo, what I put forth is that there was never any intention for any altruistic construct to um, um, to sort of self-generate in the United States. It's never been anything but looked at as an extension of the British Empire and a corporate and monetary uh, asset. Um, you know, and you could make that argument about uh, you know many other countries, um, you know, the uh, reach of the British Empire is not to be um, underestimated. It's still extensive, you know. There's still quite a uh, kraken. Um, so, so that being said, there's, you know, so, so if, it's a, it's, if it's a purely um, business endeavor, right, with, with, without at this point, we don't have any uh, the rhetoric of uh, the Puritans escaping from religious persecution um, from the king and so on and so forth. At this point, it's purely financial. Um, and so with with that um, sort of uh, genesis, um, the, the, like, sort of the hope for, for um, anything that doesn't mirror um, the intent uh, of the people who financed, um, uh, you know, the trip and then refinanced it several times um, under the guise of escape from religious persecution and then just straight-up colonial imperialism. Um, you know, you, you can't escape that original construct. And I know you say 400 years, but you give me an example. And, and there was this mini micro little period where there was like some um, amicable uh, interaction between the natives and uh, the Europeans. But one of the reasons that existed is because the duration it took to get from the New World back to England um, took a considerable amount of time, and there were no orders to execute in that duration of time, and so people behaved like human beings, right, and said, hey, let's adapt, let's uh, make the best of what we can do. Um, but once that sort of, once that hierarchical corporate structure realized that there was um, opportunity, resource, land value to exploit um, and, and, you know, cramp back down. It's hard to find another point um, in American history um, 
that's cultural and sociological uh, schisms don't aren't rooted in um, in sort of the design of of corporations, you know, slavery. And that's a good. You bring up a good word, and that's corporation, because a lot of people in America get that word messed up. They think a corporation is just a business. And they think the word itself means, hey, it's just a bigger business. No, it has nothing to do with the size. Um, the, the, one of the jobs I have right now is at a corporation. But you know how many people work there? Like seven. So right. It's, it's not anyone can incorporate. I can, I can incorporate by myself. I can just go I, get the paperwork and incorporate, and it's just me. But... Well, all it means is that if if somebody if I do anything wrong and somebody seeks restitution, financial restitution legally, all they can do is take money out of my business. They cannot take it from me myself. I could I could shoot somebody in the face as a result of oops, I was trying to shoot a nail into a board and I accidentally murdered your daughter. Well, if I'm a corporation all they could do is take money from the corporation. Yeah, they might be able to ruin the corporation. But if if I'm a guy who's like, yeah, I'm sitting pretty, I've got $6 million saved up, they can't touch me. I'm the person. It's important to recognize that there is a difference between a, um, like a small business um, structure um, that doesn't operate under uh, sort of the direction of a board. Um because if you, I, I've, you're 100%. I mean, I've, I've had several corporations. You know, I've owned restaurants and bars. And, um, you know, because, because we, because if you incorporate yourself for whatever um, business endeavor you want to undertake, um, you have to sign a personal guarantee these days. And, um you know, whether it's on the bank loan you took or whether it's with a purveyor, um, you know, that that sort of um, uh, circumnavigates um, the uh, legal protection that's supposed to be afforded to any entity that incorporates, you know, an LLC, a C-Corp, an S-Corp, a limited, you know, whatever st- structure you choose, but if you don't have, like, the resources um, to, you know, or the size to have a board, um, those protections are easily stripped away from you. Um, so just because, like, you're a small business um, and you're running it poorly um, and, and, you, and you're irresponsible and you close, you're not absolved from all your debts automatically. Now, that doesn't scale up. Um, you know, uh, Jamie Dimon doesn't sign a letter of personal guarantee when he borrows, you know, $3.5 million from J.P. Morgan. You right. know, it's like that old boys club handshake. Um, you know, but if 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 I want a box of tomatoes from my local, you know, produce purveyor, I have to sign up a letter of personal guarantee. Um, well, the big deal, though, with cor- with corporate hood, uh, regarding America, 
um, that's one of the cornerstones of where we went wrong, and that comes from our inception because we had corporate law from day one. The day we were a country, we had corporate law. And mm-hmm. I, I, I know there's so many people out there that want to down on capitalism, and they say, oh, cap, look where capitalism got us. We've never been a capitalist country, not once. Never have we been capitalist. We've, we've, been, we've been maybe state capitalism, which is, which is pseudo-fascism, basically, with some little bits of free market in there. But if it's only free market, technically speaking, by the definition, it's only free market if the government doesn't touch businesses. Right. So the second a government touches businesses, you're not a free market. I'm sorry. That's not free market capitalism anymore. And from day one, we had corporate law. If you're going to be a free market capitalist country, you would never have a such thing as a corporation. would not exist. It can't. It cannot exist. A free market means no regulations, meaning you can't have a government step in and say, oh, no, uh, you can't touch this person that owns the business. You can only sue the business. If it's a big, like, like what you're saying, it doesn't scale up. So in other words, like, for example, Walmart, they pollute annually. And since it's annual, they treat it like an electric bill because they get fines all the time. And people don't know this, but, like, they'll put shit where they're not supposed to put it, um, like fertilizer and stuff out, outside where it's not supposed to be. Where it'll fucking it'll rain and then it'll it'll put it in the wash and then the wash goes to the drinking water and then it contaminates the drinking water a little, but like either way it's like oh it's a little who cares and it's like no you have a fine for that but Walmart's like okay what's the fine they're like it's a million dollars they're like so all right so what if we pay a million dollars every what they're like every month okay cool so a million bucks every month and we can keep doing this yep sure go ahead. You being, they let him do it. Because I guess that's part of the big difference. You know, if uh, if I put my car, if I put my cardboard in the trash dumpster, you know, and my local trash guy finds me, you know, fifty bucks, you know, that's that's a hit. But if you can afford it, you, but yeah, I can afford it. And if it happened all the time, you know, it, w- it would start to eat into my bottom line. Whereas in the margins that these conglomerates, these corporate conglomerates are making are so incredibly huge that, I mean, just consider the fact that you can buy a bag of cello wrap, uh, what are supposed to be Granny Smith apples from China, for $1.99, like a, you know, a five-pound bag. The local apples that come from 20, you know, 25 miles away um, sorry to interrupt. Uh, my bad. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, we got about sixty seconds left, and everybody, if you guys want to do overtime, let's do it. Uh, so if you guys want to come on in, do it uh, with the guest callers, Kenny and Glenn, Breakbeat Junkie, uh, even the guest uh, nine nine three six four. Do it. Come on in. Thirty seconds. Wait, what is overtime? Do we just stay on the line or what? Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna stay on the line. Oh, okay. Is can it, do you say Canadian Glenn's here? Yep. He oh, is. Well. Where's the chat room? Is there a chat room? Yep. Oh, hang on. Let me refresh because I don't see a chat room. Oh, I have a quick question for you guys. 
Oh, there it goes. Okay, I see it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, how do you start these blog talk radio things? I'm really interested in that, and I'd just like to know how to get involved with it. Oh, it's free if you want to do, like, what I do is a 30-minute show, and that one's yeah. free. So what, do you just sign up at Blog Talk Radio? or? Yep, yep, and you can do it. But there's a limitation on what time you can do the show. That's why I do mine at uh, 11. Okay. But, but they also give away 30-day free uh, uh, trial memberships, and what you can do is you can go down to your old 7-Eleven or Circle Jerk or whatever it is and uh, get your prepaid Visa card, and you can get as many free trials as you want. Uh, and uh, that that kind of opens up a little, a few more time slots and stuff. It's incre- it's an incredibly accessible format. Um, you know, I had my uh, script blocker on my uh, on my Firefox browser. Holy shit! There's a lot of stuff attached to uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, but yeah. uh, but it, you know, I haven't. I re- I've looked. I've looked for another format that has. Um, sort of the the chat room, the radio, and the phone, and the Skype. Um, those are all good f- features, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's super cool, man. It's super cool just to do it and chat, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I think this is cool as hell. I've never done anything like this, and it's pretty badass. I kind of want to get involved with it. I really do. Do it, bro. It's good. It's good. Um, some great shows that are on uh, Blue Vinyl, um, like Mo- Vino. Rep- Vino. Get Vino. it right. Sorry, Vino. I, I knew. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Vino too. <laughs> no, it's Italian for wine. It's yeah. Italian. Oh, okay. I see. I, I, you know, I think the first time I saw, it, I thought it was Blue Vinyl, like just on on the Twitter stream couple couple years back. Um, Blue Vino. Hell yeah. Have you ever drank some blue vino? I have not. Uh, Somebody told me there is uh, blueberry wine. I have not tried it, um, but ever since they told me, I've I've wanted to try it. But no, the name comes from, honestly, it's not very a long story, but like I had a drummer one time and we were like messaging back and forth, like trying to come up with band names. And I don't know, he said blue something. And then I was drinking wine at the time. And I was like, oh, hey, how about Blue Vino? Uh, and I think my wife might have actually suggested using Vino. And so I was like, hey, how about Blue Vino? And he's like, yeah, that works until we figure something out. And ever since then, I've never changed it. Um, and so that's been my band name since, like, I don't know, 2007 or eight. And... It wasn't until I met Scott that Scott looked it up, and he said, dude, nobody has that name on anything. And uh, so I started, you know, making, like, Reverb Nation pages, and MySpace at the time was still big, and Twitter and all that stuff. So now if you Google search Blue Vino, we're, like, the top five, six, seven, eight, nine search results. Brilliant! That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We landed a good name. I've kept it for that reason, and it 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 works because I like blues. Blues is kind of my root thing. Uh, we don't play a whole lot of blues, but we love the blues. Do and you then guys? Do you guys ever play locally or anything like that? 
Um, that's kind of the tricky situation. Is uh, Scott, the other member of the band, is in Las Vegas, so <laughs> we don't know. We don't play local oh, shows. Okay, we, I see. We did when we were in Vegas, and I used to play by myself if I had all the bandmates cancel, which happened every now and again. Um, but uh, I mean, I could play a show by myself. I've done it before. I did it over at the. Uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the place. It's a little bar off of Seventh uh, Street in Parkersburg. Um, the something pub. Uh, man, I can't remember the name of the place. But anyways, I've done it before. I can do a show by myself. It's not that hard. I I play keyboards and I sing. So with a keyboard, you can do quite a bit. You oh can, yeah, no you can lie. make up for some of the people that aren't there. So I can pull off quite a bit, but I might be doing some stuff at the Lafayette in summertime. They said uh, when they do outdoor stuff that uh, they have a, a a need for music or something, then you know it brings in people. So well, I, I go to the uh, I go to the Adelphia a lot. I was just wanting to know if you ever played there or anything. That'd be cool. That would be, that would be. I wouldn't mind setting up a band here. It's just been so hard. When I moved here, I tried to find a band, but I could not find people who would... Everybody has hang-ups or some issue. I don't have a car, or I have a car sometimes, but it's only this day, blah, 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 and then they only end up jamming like once a month, and I was like, we cannot get a whole album together. It's incredible how complicated organizing even small groups of people are. It's like it's like herding cats, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I totally agree. Dude, I've protested locally by myself because it's so hard. I just said, screw it. I'm going by myself. I don't care. I don't care if no one else is there. I'll be the only guy in an Anon mask and a sign, and I'll just stand on a corner where I know there's a shitload of traffic. And it works really well. You would be surprised at the support you get by yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You get the sympathy card and 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 then the sort of the uh, the wave rolling, right? Well, I get a lot of like, dude, you got a lot of balls standing out here on your own. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm I'm usually the guy like, well, why aren't you? You feel the same as me? Why aren't you standing here? Because <laughs> I'm pissed. How come you're not as pissed as me? To where you're like, you know what? It's Saturday. I got nothing to do, and it's five. I'm going to go stand on a street corner with a sign and an on mask and it's, just it's be like, I'm mad scared. about this today. People are scared of the criticism. That's really what it is. But if you're, that's the point. If you're wearing a mask, they, you could say, my name's uh, Jiggs Casey. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? Look me up? Okay, good. Look me up. I don't care. The point is, did you look at the sign and do you feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm with you. I I, I admire you. I think that uh, um, that was a good point. You know, made though like sort of I think one of the biggest um, um, factors that inhibits people from getting out there is uh, you know how they'll be viewed. Um, and and it is a good question, right? If shit gets hectic, you know, and like real hectic and people start dying what are we going to call the people who die martyrs I don't think so I don't think that'll work real well um, you know lunatics that's not going to work um, you know so this whole like sort of lexicon um, um, of 
automatically categorizing people who um, who are passionate about something to uh, sacrifice not only like their public image but their own personal well-being. Um, you know, until that 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 becomes something that's like truly and deeply admired again, um, instead of sort of uh, excellent point. Admired. Uh, that's a yeah. good word. Because right now, you know, it's kind of like ostracized, and people are like, "Yo, that guy, what the fuck? He's taking shit so seriously." You know, but we got to stop being so cool. Like, we got to start taking some stuff pretty seriously at some point. Well, if we what I like about the saying the word admired is because look at who people do admire. That was one of the things that the Republican uh, thing that they had at the Lafayette here locally in Ohio. Um, they would mention, they'd like quote Jefferson or they'd quote uh, George Washington. And for me, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I actually know history, and they're not really that great of people. They're not. I mean, Jefferson had some good quotes, but he's also a hypocrite. I, I, and if I had had five hours, I was getting to that exact point. You know, our, yeah. founding, our founding fathers are the people who happened to be at the top when uh, everything coalesced. Your point's right on the money, man. The, you know, those, those, those guys aren't some sort of saintly, uh, above human uh, right. they, personality. They were, just, and these they guys were flawed. They he, were new to morals and ethics. They were new to it. They were just figuring it out. But they had damn good manners. Right? Except for Washington. If you ask me, um, openly being just out for your own image is bad manners. Yeah. And he was openly like, um, so here's what's happening. They're going to have some kind of war. What's going to make me look better if I, oh, so wait, oh, so if I fight against the, people will think I'm a great guy. I don't care which side I'm fighting for. I just want to look like a really great guy. Right. That's literally George Washington's uh, attitude. The historians will tell you that. Totally. And Ben Franklin, I'd, I would party with him. I wouldn't trust him, but I'd party with him. Right, right. <laughs> he hands you, he hand you some shrooms. You wonder what they're laced with. <laughs> it's all sorts of crazy shit, You know? Oh, and then, Franklin shrooms, man. I don't know what they're... <laughs> like... Eyes wide, wide shut stuff, man. Ben Franklin was is was wild, you know. But then, yeah, you have a cadre of sort of Mitt Romney type slave owners, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. That's right. funny. I mean, right? Like. Yeah, no, right. that's they. That's how I take them. They're smart guys, and they know how to say things that sound great and sound moral. But when you look at their lives, you go, you don't act the way that you speak. Do you guys listen to Stefan Molyneux at all? Yes. Yeah, I do. How about... I don't... I have to say, I don't know who that is. Oh, dude, look him up. He's on YouTube. uh, Free Domain Radio, or... I know, Stefan Molyneux sounds... How the fuck do you spell it? You're probably not going to be able to guess it. So if you look up Free Domain Radio, you'll find it. N-E-A-U-X is the end of it. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. N-E-A-U-X. But he's a great guy. He's an anarchist, and I, I implore you to try to find a flaw in his theories. And his theories are very basic. Anyone can understand what he's talking about. And I implore you to say he's wrong about ethics and morals, because when it comes right down to it, any kind of force against somebody else's will... Um, who's, if you're the initiator, that's the key word, in any scenario, because I've gotten into arguments with people and I have left out the word initiate. And they go, well, you're doing force. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't say initiate force. But initiating force is immoral. I don't care who you are, initiating force against another human being is immoral. And I think everybody can agree if I walk up to someone and I go, yep, you're going to do this, and I force them into it, and I you know, kick them over and handcuff them and force them to do something, they're going to go, oh, yeah, it's totally immoral. And I go, okay, if you don't pay your taxes, that's going to happen. So you're is it right. moral? And people go, well, I mean, you've got to pay your taxes. Don't you want roads? And then I go, like, first off, you don't even know what you're talking about. Roads don't come from your income taxes, you idiot. <laughs> They come from the fucking gasoline tax. That's where your roads come from. So, first off, if you want the answer to, well, how do you get roads? How about the government goes away, the gas companies keep the, quote, tax price, and they fucking pay for it because they're going to go out of business if there's no roads for us to drive on. I'm pretty sure they'd be happy to pay the local road dudes because it's not a, like, have you seen Office Space, the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay, you know the part where the bobs are uh, talking to the, the dude yeah. who's really freaked out about losing his job? Um, <laughs> well, there's this really great meme. It's one of my favorites on the Internet where they, they take an anarchist or libertarian perspective of that. And they, like, so the dude who's freaked out about losing his job is the government, and the bobs are regular people just trying to figure out what are we going to do. And they go, okay, so what do you do here? And he says, well, I, I make sure that the roads get built. And they're like, oh, okay, so you physically go out and build the roads. And he's like, well, no, I pay people to build the roads, private businesses to build the roads. And they go, oh, okay, okay, so then you personally uh, take your own money and pay them to build. Oh, well, no, that comes from the taxpayers. They pay them to build the roads. And they go, okay, well, why can't the taxpayers just go directly to those people and pay them to build the roads? What do we need you for? Yeah, what do we need? Well, because the taxpayers aren't good with dealing with people, and I'm good at dealing with people. The point being, we don't fucking need them. Everything that we pay into this system pays for things that have come and passed long ago. And whatever's left over, we pay for bloatware. Right. You know, that's we pay for bureaucracy. You know, shit doesn't go to the motherfucking roads. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, first of all, yep. full disclosure, I think that, that this land mass that we share has the capacity to uh, to be a great place to live and do do better. My the purpose of uh, sort of my diatribe on against America is sort of devil's advocate, but um, I love doing that. You know, and and because it, it you know it can be it can be great, but 
you know, when, like what I see and hear is is like surprise and drama and feigned, uh, you know, sort of uh, shocked horror at at these terrible things that the government and corporations do. They've always done them. They've done them way worse. They've, they'll do them way worse. They do them pretty bad right now. As on the last show, the cell phones, we have cameras, you know, we're exposed to a lot more. You know, to be surprised that the NSA is up in your ass as much as they are is crazy, you know? That's yeah. not, it, I mean, it, it, the technology is uh, staggering. Um, the scope, um, you know, it sort of is like counting grains of sand on the beach. Um, I don't think that they can actually sift through that data. That's a sidebar. But, um, yo, they've always been fucking watching us or watching mm. people who aren't towing the line, you know? I mean, from the very beginning you know, back to, like, early history, anybody who was considered a slave sympathizer, you know, yeah. uh, was automatically put under uh, full surveillance immediately, you know, in the South or the North. You know, if you were suspected of transporting slaves from South to North, man, you were like, uh, you know, Barrett Brown, right? Like, you were... Um, Go forward, you know, to the Red Scare, McCarthyism, man. They know what those cats were doing as much as they know what everybody else is doing right now. They had a lot less data to sift through then and a lot more employees. Now they have machines. And, of course, the argument can be made that that's more efficient. But right now, the way technology exists, at some point, a human eye has to look at that data to make an ultimate uh, either decision. if it's a one or a zero, right? At some mm-hmm. point, at the end of the line, still, we do not have the technology um, that can make that decision without the assistance or, or the, you know, direct human involvement. Um, you know, so um, Coin Intel Pro in the 60s, man, like, they assassinated the black power structure. And I don't mean that like black power, like Black Panther. I mean the intellectual bourgeoisie of black culture was assassinated one by one. Mm. Well, so, and they it's on record that they assassinated Martin Luther King. It's, I mean, beyond. Like, it, you doesn't know, matter. Like, it's in the grocery aisle. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. Yeah. Right? Even yeah. Robert Kennedy, dude. It's kind of sad, dude. Really. I mean, even Robert hey, Kennedy. Hey, quote, unquote, like you asked somebody from my parents' generation, best president ever, JFK. Some Republicans even. Paul, man, what a guy. We admired him all. Well, America. wait a minute. Hold up. Oh, if you go back to the time, if you go, if you go listen to the way they spoke back then, um, a Democrat back then didn't sound a goddamn thing like a Democrat today. No, no, you're right. No, I mean, we have neoliberalism now, which has nothing to do with, you know, the Democrats of our parents' generations. And then we have... If, if there's responsibility in a speech, pff, that's not a Democrat today. 
They no, don't give shit about responsibility. Not. No. You know, too much brown acid, man. <laughs> <laughs> They've fucking thrown everything by the wayside. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, it, the pursuit of tar sands and, and, and sand oil is, is the equivalent of, of, like, you know, you're at the end of a five-day bender and you buy an eight ball and a fucking handle of Jim Beam. Like, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it it really is. I don't have kids, you know, and to watch parents talk about things like fracking with sort of the the blasé, detached attitude um, that people aren't lighting their drinking water on fire uh, less than five or six hundred miles away in any direction. Um, you know, the, the cognitive dissonance um, that must exist in those minds is, is staggering, man. Like, the ability to say one thing and think the other without it causing anxiety. Like, holy shit, I wish I could do that. Right? Well, you know what happened um, back in this last presidential election? Uh, back then, I was not an anarchist. I was a libertarian. And uh, so obviously my candidate at the time was Ron Paul, and he got cheated out of the election uh, by the GOP because the GOP didn't want him, and they did everything they could to literally cheat. Oh, yeah, they he did got cheat. no news coverage, no debate coverage, nothing. Well, I mean, and if, there's plenty of footage of uh, local... I mean, you can look up almost any district, and... There are people who wanted him to win. They went to the the uh, ballot counts, and there are videos of people demanding a recount because they they showed up because they knew he was the winner. Dude, they, they showed up on mass and said, "No, no, no, we all voted. We know he won. We all because they like pre-counted like, all right, we're all going to vote for Ron Paul, right? Okay, there's no way in the world he can't win this." And they announce somebody else, and so they, uh, I don't remember what the word is, but they say a certain word that's like no confidence in the vote. I don't remember what the word is, but they say a word, and GOP rules, it's G-O-P, rules, says if somebody says that, then you have to count in front of everybody what the actual count is. And they just ignored them, and they walked off. And they got chased down, and they were like, uh, you'll have to take it up with somebody else, blah, blah, blah. And they would not do it. They would not do it. So to me it says... that shit on C-SPAN. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was nuts. You know, it was so flagrant, right? Like, they're just completely ignoring the law, the rule of law that everybody else is upheld to. Well, but the thing is, is that's not like rule of law it's it's their own party's law which they can make up whatever law they want but it's it's, theirs they made it themselves to follow and they don't even follow it right at that point that's when you abandon ship and you say fuck the gop and that's that's the time that i was like okay fuck them forever i'm a libertarian and so i was going to vote for gary johnson i did vote for gary johnson and obviously he mm-hmm. failed horribly, but he got some votes. Um, uh, anyways, what I, what I was getting at is locally uh, I put on my car. I took some white window paint and I wrote on my car, uh, 
are you voting Democrat or Republican? Why vote for more of the same? Vote Gary Johnson or something like that. Uh, I don't remember exactly. But anyway, so my wife took my kid to school, and some girl in the parking lot was like, he's not even on the ballot. This is before you even voted. This is before you vote. Someone was like, he ain't even, if he's a candidate, why ain't he on the ballot? <laughs> and she didn't know what to say to her because she's not she's not quick on her feet with people who oppose her. She's, she's taken aback by people who are like that outward, you know. She doesn't want to talk to them. And me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I will yell back in someone's face. I don't give a shit who you are. But like, so they're like, why well, ain't even on the ballot? I was like, well, what you should have said is, first off, you haven't seen the goddamn ballot, and he will be on the ballot along with like. Fucking seven other people. Mm. Are you high? <laughs> Have you ever voted in an election? Because Regardless, there's not just two people. Ever. Regardless of, of politics, whether whatever classification somebody may may put themselves into, like to watch what happened to Ron Paul and 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 then to go on continuing to believe in the system that you know that uh that that seems uh like too contradictory they they squashed him man like they squashed his spirit they broke they broke that man yep yeah it was pretty sad i mean and also one of my favorite parts about like uh the last year, like around 2013, I got to even see Ron Paul. It was really an amazing experience. I totally remember that, man. You were fucking jazz. Right? You were psyched. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I, did I talk a little bit about it, like, on the uh, the last show? Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, dude, I remember you said, like, uh, you asked me, you were like, does anyone have any questions for Ron Paul? And I said to you, do you remember this? You asked me that. And I said to you, I was like, here's what I would ask him if I ever met him. I would say, after everything that's happened, how are you not an anarchist? Because none of this could possibly ever work, ever. And it's proven time and time again. We need to just end it. Yeah, I mean... And, and, and uh, you know, what you said about anarchy earlier rings completely true. I mean, uh, you know, the definition is, you know, what no human will impose their will upon. There's uh, no rulers. There's nobody, of, there's no such thing as a ruling class. We're all, we're all humans. Why do we need someone? The fact that anyone thinks a ruler is moral is beyond me. And when yeah. you say it like that to someone, they're like, well, I, uh, and I'm like, no, that's what anarchy means. Yeah, Everybody thinks it means chaos. I don't care. You can, I, you know, I've read Tolstoy. I've read fucking Nietzsche. All anarchy means, you know, I've read, read Trotsky. All anarchy means is that nobody has the right, nobody has divine will. No, Like you said, man, perfectly, nobody has the right to impose their system upon another. Um, and somehow it's become equated, you know, with, like, just absolute chaos, black block. And it's a goddamn mm-hmm. shame, you know. Uh, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Is Jonah still with us? Is Jonah still here? Yeah, I'm on here. I'm just uh, 
trying to learn a little bit. <laughs> okay, all right, man. I was hoping that we didn't fucking like scare you away with all the anarchy talk. I don't know. I'm I'm talking to a bunch of wise people right now. I'm trying to learn up. Oh, nice, dude. Nice, dude. I was hoping that you weren't all fucking cuz man, like for the other two of you, he's local to where I'm at. So like we're both kind of like there's nobody to talk to around here. Because there really isn't. There really isn't, man. You can't talk to people like this. If you talk to someone like this, they think you're fucking crazy. I'm like, really? Because I I try to use logic. Logic is my friend. Logic, my whole life, has been probably my best friend. Uh, Because I I can deduce a situation in no time and be like, no, this is what makes the most sense. And like the traffic thing. That's the one that, that's my test. That's my test conversation is, I don't think we should have any traffic laws. See what they, what they do. Most people freak the fuck out. They're like, are you <laughs> and, and I'm and like, it, no, it's just a false sense of security. We don't need it. I mean, if you're driving a 4,000-pound vehicle, you should be aware of your own safety. If you're not, then you should be fucking scared of yourself oh. because you could kill yourself at any time. Dude, there's, there's models. There's models of of traffic based on actual volume and flow in large metropolitan areas that have removed um, all but some traffic signals, and and the traffic runs much smoother and well, uh, with if, much less delay. If any of you haven't seen it, um, there's a few examples. Uh, India, for one. If you look up, uh, if you go on YouTube and you type in no traffic laws, yes. you'll get a bunch of videos. But, like, yes. India is one of them. If you watch a video from India, it looks like insanity. But if you look really, really careful, you notice that everyone is so used to it. They're acclimated to, no, 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 I know what to look for. I know when someone's going to stop for me or when they're not, and I stop when they're not. I just can tell. It's a, it's a, and that's the thing. That's natural order. Natural order is fucking beautiful. And when you see it in traffic, where they're just like, it looks like bugs. It looks like bugs. Like yeah. ants that are just like crawling all over the place. And you're like, oh my God, how do they not bump into each other? And it's like, what are you talking about? They're used to it. You're not used to it. That's why you're saying, how don't they bump into each other? Because you aren't acclimated to it. It just takes time. We'll get there. But the other thing is, Here's the other you, one. Wait, uh, is wait, 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 wait. Uh, I was just going to actually bring a better analogy. Uh, a roller skating rink. Right? Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah, kind yeah. of just goes all around and around and around, and if somebody drops, they, somebody picks them up and, you know, just grab them up, and they go all the way around, and it's crazy. Well, you know what's even better than that? Um, New York train station. Oh, oh yeah. Just look from up above and just watch. Everybody gets to their train on time. How the fuck do they do it? You would think they'd be like, how do I get around? There's a hundred people in front of me. No, they just start walking. They just start walking. That's it. And everyone around them adjusts their speed, the direction they're heading, according to who's around them. And that's natural order. A good example of a place, and this is where people get scared. They're like, well, but if you take it away, we're not used to it. What happens? A good example is in England. I don't remember the place, but if you, if you, go, if you uh, not Google, but if you look up on YouTube the no traffic laws thing, 
you'll probably find this example that I'm talking about. There was this town in England that had a problem with traffic, and they would have they'd stop at these lights, and traffic would take forever. They were like, oh, it takes like 25 minutes to get across town because of the lights. We just stop, and it backs up, and we've got nothing we can do. And they had such a problem with it that the town decided, you know what, we don't know what to do, so let's just give up. We're going to remove traffic laws from this date to this date and see what happens. And so they did it. And then you could get across town in about nine minutes. Went from 25 to nine minutes. It's nuts. You know, we have, we have these laws uh, of, um, of, of, like, profound significance, right? The laws of thermodynamics. Um, and uh, and a, on a layman's level, they're not incomprehensible by any means. They they are all actually based in common sense. And the second law of thermodynamics, entropy, um, it, it you know it it proves that the more intervention. Um, interdiction uh, by um, committee or uh, or state consensus um, jams up the natural flow of a system that will automatically organize itself by the second law of thermodynamics if left to operate on its own. You know, and... Uh, like we live in a society, people have to meet. They have to, you know, decide, and they have to meet again, and they have to talk again, and they have to meet. Imagine, like, how far off, like, the original sort of design of a natural system um, was intended when all this fucking thinking and and back and forth uh, this process finishes, you know. Um, the traffic is an excellent example, you know, and uh, I mean, it, and that it scales in both directions. Um, you know, we, like people need to be self-aware that our tendency is towards um, disorder and. Um, if you can be aware of that fact, um, you can't prevent it, but you can slow it down. But doing things like embracing fracking certainly speeds it up, you know. Right. And that was definitely a tangent. But um, but anyway, I think you see my point. It's like we tinker, we overthink, we overthink everything as a society. Well, we, we try to solve things that, that aren't a problem aren't a yet. Problem yet. That's what's, that's weird. what's weird. And that's my point and with the traffic thing. Traffic. Yeah. Because we assume traffic's a problem because some people get into accidents. So they make uh, laws, and do people get in accidents? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they do, all the time. And so it didn't fix the goddamn thing, so why have them, you know? And, and people say, like, well, they still do it, though. When I say that to people... Let's not have traffic laws. They go, well, then people will do whatever they want. And I'm like, people already kind of do that. 
And they're assholes. They are. You're right. They are assholes for doing whatever they want. But if we had no traffic laws, guess what you would do while you're driving? You would be forced to assume at any moment you might meet one of these assholes. (laughs) Instead, instead of thinking that everybody just obeys the law. Because I'm sorry, but who hasn't been driving along and you're like, that guy's a dick, right? Yeah. Because they'll just be like, oh, I don't give a shit, it's a 50, I'm going 75. And you're like, that guy's an asshole, he's probably going to kill someone. And he doesn't, but either way, you're like, he's a dick, because the, the law is 50. Well, who gives a shit? If he navigated it at 75, and he didn't get into a wreck, who cares? Really, does it affect your life? No. You're comfortable at 50? Fine, drive 50. If I'm comfortable at 60, I could drive 60. But if I get into a wreck, guess what I'm not going to do ever again? I'm not going to drive 60. Yeah, so exactly. It comes to personal responsibility. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with it? If you die, who gives a shit other than your own family? Why should everybody... like, Like, I made this meme of this turtle looking out a window. Like, there's this... It's like literally somebody has like a red-eared slider and they propped him up and he's looking out a window. And I made this meme, and I don't think anybody got it but me. But I made this meme. He's looking out a window, and I put, oh, hmm, I guess they're putting in another light over there. One guy dies and we all got to suffer. And to me, I'm like, like, I made that because, like, that's how I feel. I feel like I look out the window, they're putting in a new light, and I'm like, fucking who died that we all have to be like, oh, someone might run this light. There right. wasn't a light there before. Who died? And just because there's a light doesn't mean someone ain't going to run it. Exactly. The, the, like, India works because the human tendency towards self-preservation kicks in. Works. Work yes, it and, does. And it is interrupted when you put parameters around it, like lights and stop signs. It interrupts it by interrupting the natural flow towards self-preservation, because what it does is it enrages people, and fucking people pay attention to the lights, the traffic instead of the self-preservation. You know, and it, yeah, sorry. I digress. I'm feeling nice. No, that's totally what, that's my point. It's self-preservation. When you're in a vehicle, it's like 4,000 pounds. Why are you not thinking about the fact that you're going 60 miles an hour in 4,000 pounds of metal? Yeah, why do you need the law to know that? Right. You you don't. You don't. You should be able to think about it. But it it becomes a bore. People talk about driving like it's boring. And it is. It is boring because we don't have to think about that stuff. But I was lucky enough to have a grandfather who, when he taught me to drive, he taught me a lot of things that, honestly, like nobody thinks about when they drive. You know what he said to me? He says, what you've got to be prepared for is anybody that you can see with your eyes to do exactly what you wish they would never do. Assume they might do it, and at least you're ready when it happens. You might not be able to make it out, but at least you're maybe going to make it out. Just assume they will. So if there's somebody in front of me, I just assume they're going to slam on the brakes. If there's somebody uh, parked over here and it's like, well, they might pull out, I assume they're going to pull out. 
uh, there's somebody a red light and I got green, I assume they might fucking run it. And nobody drives like that. Nobody drives like that but me because I was taught that do. way. I do. I have to say I do. Good. I, that's I was, that's I was, self-preservation, I, man. <laughs> as, as a youth, I was I was a pretty reckless driver. Same here. Same here. And then I always had weed on me, so I became a very conscious driver. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I know all about that. And now I'm at the age where like self-preservation is completely kicked in, and nothing gives me a heartier chuckle than when we have snowy or icy roads up here, and I see some jackass go flying by me at 70, and then, like, Oh, my God, dude. Where are you at? What state? Vermont. Ooh, I've never been up there. How how icy Uh, does it get? I think we should... I think everybody should move here. Really? (laughs) Yeah. All I've ever seen is one episode of that show that Larry the Cable Guy was in, where he goes around America... Oh, and he yeah. he talked to some people in Vermont that make syrup, and they were very tight-assed. And I was like, is everyone in Vermont very tight-assed? And then I was like, this is a TV show. There can't be only tight-ass people in Vermont. Yeah, and like that, you know, yeah, the the uh, you know the uh, small family farm maple um, industry, I think, is dominated primarily by tight-asses. Um, hey. More power to him, because that fucking shit is delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, have, I always have some buckets up in the spring. Nice. Nice. Uh, maple sack is my favorite of all the sex. In fact, I hate all the sex except for maple sex. Nice. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? The, maple uh, syrup, right? No, yeah, maple syrup, but then... Uh, I don't I don't know exactly who's in it, but there's like a maple SEC, like maple sec, like security. Maple security. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure like Porto Pup and it's Porto Pup and Glenn, but it's a it's a fucking good Twitter uh feed. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I thought you were saying there's a fucking okay, no 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 no. I thought you were saying there was like a government Fucking regulation of maple oh, no. syrup. <laughs> there is a maple mom. No, no, no. But yeah, I've seen the maple sack on fucking. Yeah, dude, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I love those guys. I follow a is, few of them. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, I'm up near the border, like the um, Mon- Montreal, the student um, um, protest. That was an incredibly fucking. Dude, what they're dealing with in Canada, a lot of Americans don't even know. And Jonah, dude, there's some smart Canadians on Twitter. I mean, I had no idea. And like, like, uh, for example, for example, what's what's her name? The girl that played Juno. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. um, shit, I can't remember her name, but yeah. But you know who I'm talking about? Okay, the girl that played Juno. She's in other movies. Um, she was on like uh, the Daily Show. And they were touting about how, oh, Canada's got universal health care, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, it's so great. And I was like, hey, Glenn, you know, so-and-such is on uh, The Daily Show talking about how so great it is. And he's like, she doesn't even, she didn't even fucking live here. <laughs> she doesn't even live here to use it. How the fuck did, so he like totally went off. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It, it, they don't fucking know. They're celebrities. They're 
they could pay for someone from India to fly to their home and be like, oh, this is a rare surgery we can do. They don't fucking care. They don't know. I think Canada is like, dropped faster and more precipitously than the United States. Like, when I was growing up, man, if, if you know, shit ever got hectic with the law or, like, they're, you know, they started conscripting drafts again or whatever, man, you were going to Canada. No worries, man. Smoke some weed, fucking chill right. out, get a hooker in Montreal. No worries, man. Fucking tar sand oil money. Canada has, is like, they are as bankrupt morally as, as we are now. Um, to watch sort of like, uh, uh, I mean, Calgary, Toronto, I mean, look into, into those cities, man. They are hellholes. The governments it, of the world are proving themselves incompetent. At, but at, a, at yeah, it's such a, like a desperate level, like, you know. Do, do you listen to Terrence McKenna at all? No, I've never heard the name. Check him out. McKenna, he's deceased. He died of cancer. Uh, but he is an uh, ethnobotanist um, and uh, biochemist who uh, turned, as, in my humble opinion, as close as you could get to, like, a white shaman. And is that the is that the guy that um Stephen Mo, Stefan Monio is definitely a disciple of Terence McKenna. Is that the really? guy that did all the yeah. LSD trips and stuff like that? Uh yeah, he McKenna. Kind of of LSD. He uh, wrote a book called Food of the Gods. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is you know peer reviewed. Uh, um, you know, it's still on the fringes, but it's a theory that uh, proposes um, that, uh, you know, cow patty, psychedelic psilocybin mushrooms had um, a role to play in the evolution in the jump from, uh, you know, tree-swinging uh, arboreal ape to bipedal uh, Neanderthal. Um, and not because it expanded. I mean, his theories are actually really sound. Um, and he has the best voice ever. <laughs> no, no, Bob Ross has the best voice ever. Oh, Bob Ross, yeah. Bob Ross is like an opiate. Yeah, dude. Dude, <laughs> every time I listen to Bob Ross, it is a drug. I don't care who you are, but it puts you in some kind of a weird euphoric state where you could just be like, if he could just talk to me for like hours, that would be awesome. I don't care what he talks about. He could, I don't care. I don't even give a shit that he's painting. He could paint whatever the hell he wants. He could talk about politics. I don't give a shit. Just talk. Just talk to me, Bob. Your voice is awesome. He, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He was actually God. Oh, Jesus really? was his son, but Bob was God, and he I was here like, here's what I do. Rob, they're uh, putting forth right now. <laughs> the best, speaking of fake news stories, which we talked about on your show, I think. Um, Wait, I didn't say anything about fake. What no, was fake? Is there a fake story? He said Bob about? Ross is gone. No, oh, okay. no, no. I'm uh, I'm jumping uh, chronological <laughs> timelines back to your show um, when we were talking about like uh, seeding like fake news stories. 
What was the fake news story, though? I don't think we had a specific one. I'm pretty sure that was tonight. No, uh, dude. All of the shit I talked about was real. That shit, it's insane. No, That's no, why I pick it. No, I know. I know. I know everything <laughs> we talked about was real, but for a moment we talked about, like, the... Um, the what if, you mean? Uh, like, the, taking the cell phone thing? Like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or or chicken down. Um, that's a theory. Know, that's not news. That's a theory. Like, right, right. A theory, but like by tagging earthquakes. Um, um, that on your show, right? We were talking about. Yep. Uh, yeah, I yeah, remember that. Scott, Hashtag that earthquake. That was Scott's, uh, Scott's Scott. method of uh, crashing the stock market. And then I went on a diatribe about the credit bureaus. Uh, right, right. And then, and then we brought up a fake news story. There was an absolutely priceless fake news story that was really well-seated and, and well-executed about Bob Ross being uh, a cocaine dealer. Yeah. It was what? brilliant. Oh, it was totally fake. Totally, um, you know... Uh, a troll. Was it, was it happy cocaine? It was happy cocaine. Real, well, it was it really was all happy cocaine. All cocaine. <laughs> happy cocaine, including math. Happy cocaine. This is a happy little cocaine. I'm drawing little white clouds, puffy white clouds. They're really cocaine. It's all cocaine. <laughs> I mean, like that was a brilliantly executed, like fake news story, troll plant example. Um. Uh. Like ad busters, right? Okay, let's bring this up. That broad, uh, no feminazi, that woman who has uh, co-opted and usurped, um, like, overtly, the Occupy movement. Have you seen Oh? It? Yeah. This bitch who works for uh, Google, um, who, uh, if you guys... Dude, know, the, whole, the whole Occupy movement... Got so messed up. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw so a lot of stuff up. on Twitter about that. What's that all about? Okay, the Occupy it? movement. Yeah, well, I know what the Occupy movement is, but I saw a lot of stuff about like controversy about who actually started it. Blah blah blah. Well, the the pro- here's the wait. Hold up, hold up. The the initial problem. The initial problem. If you want to get to where it starts, um, the media turned it into this communism thing where it was like, they all want communism, and not a single one of them knows what the fuck communism means. And so they, and the reason they did this is because uh, the liberals paid a shit ton of people to just go stand there and say they want communism. And and if when they asked them, like, why are you here? They were like, I was paid to be here. So they didn't even have to hide it. At, the, at that point, let me interject, at that point in Occupy, I would say it was equivalent to the point where uh, the Europeans were raping and smallpoxing and pillaging uh, the natives uh, per our earlier conversation. Right. There was, because there was a moment where the Occupy movement was uh, looked promising. But, like, at the root of it is adbusters. And adbusters really? ad busters is a corporation. They're a liberal well, corporation fuck them. run by members 
former members of the Weather Underground, which is an organization organization that I actually have a lot of respect for. Um, and uh, they went pretty hard in the 60s. Um, and uh, nonetheless, they caught this baby boomer entitlement, like, uh, you know, later age stage sort of virus, um, you know, where narcissism and sort of megalomania take over, it seems. And uh, Occupy Wall Street developed as sort of a uh, a water cooler joke at Adbusters. Adbusters sponsored a couple of cats named Yesmen, who are fucking brilliant. Um, YouTube them Yesmen. Um, what oh, they dude, did, I love the Yes Men. They would. Yeah, I, I mean, those guys. I like their heroes, man. They would. They would show up at press releases, large corporate press releases, usually having to do with something uh, oil, uh, Wall Street, something just like overtly offensive, right? And they would get there moments before the actual press. Uh, representatives of the company, and they would go on stage, onto the podium, on camera, and fucking ball, dude. And, I mean, more brilliant you cannot get. But it was this mentality that spawned uh, Occupy Wall Street, right? And it, it transcended it for a moment. Like, it got shit rolling, man. Like, it's worldwide. And it it has changed the lexicon. Um, of uh, of popular uprisings, you know, if whatever you want to take from that, you know, you can diminish it and say, hey, you know, it's the buzzword that they use on the mainstream media. Regardless, occupied that word is in the lexicon of contemporary linguistics, and it'll be there for a while. Yeah, and right now it means liberals, unfortunately. It does, except in other countries. Here in America, well, yeah, here in America, it's protest. Like, and and the best thing is to see this crazy bitch, fucking literally embody like the spoiled, rotten, uh, uh, asshole that came out of this. Uh, yeah. that came out of this convoluted co-opted. I mean. You know, some of the things that were going on at the camps were horrific, man. I, You know, I was on the periphery of, you know, of Liberty Park in New York several times, and it, it, it was it was analogous to um, a Grateful Dead show or a fish show uh, at what you call Shakedown Street, um, you know, where, it, you know, everybody's hustling. Loves the shaking on the Shakedown Street. Hell yeah, baby. Well, how how do they deal with the fact that, like, now, after all the shit that's happened, if you say Occupy, it sounds liberal now. If you say The assumption is, oh, they're just Democrats, whatever. They're just Democrats wanting Democrat things. That's really, honestly, that's how people view it now. It's even worse. Like, there's connotations of, like, lazy, marijuana-smoking, entitled, spoiled, yeah, you know, I covered like, that with Democrats. Isn't that Democrats? That's Democrats, yeah. right? Fair enough. I'm yeah. fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you, dude. But it does, <laughs> right? It carries all these really super negative connotations. You're right. It right? does, that, and I don't understand it. Why? How? How did they attach all those 
like fucking things so quickly. It took no time. They just were like, boom. In like a month, everyone thought the word occupy meant Democrats, lazy, blah, 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 all that shit. Nobody thought anarchists that don't want a government and they want to be in control of their own lives. Nobody thought that. They slapped me like fucking dough, dude, some folding money, like literally. And it was like roaches running from a light. It was the saddest, one of the saddest things I've, I've, I've ever had the displeasure of witnessing when corporate money uh, beyond adbusters entered into the equation. Like companies like Ben & Jerry's said they were going to throw down sponsorship. Uh, you know, all sorts of sort of liberal, you know, bastions of liberal um, ideology, like, you know, wanted to fucking jump on the bandwagon, man. And the division and greed and fucking straight hypocrisy. How could that, they not? How could they not voice? We're anarchists, but you are. Like I really think you you are, man. But they're not. Well, why not? It's the only sensible way. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. I'm. Anymore, I use. I use so much logic that. When I present anarchy to people, they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. They they lose their minds, and I'm like, no, it's the only moral way to go. Because they're mm-hmm. on the polar opposite of logic. Well, they think that law prevents things, and it's easy to quash. It's easy. And if, if uh, uh, Jonah, if you're listening, anybody that's like, uh, well, anarchy, so people will just kill each other. People I was kill each ready, other. I was getting ready to say, I think the problem is, like, before I knew what anarcho... Bleh. Say the word for me again. I'm having a... Anarchy. Anarchy. Before I knew about the actual... Um, Definition. Definition. Yeah, like, when I no, thought of ooh. anarchy, I thought of chaos. Everybody does. That's what the news tells people, is anarchy equals chaos. But yeah. all it is is it means no no ruling class. There's nobody in charge. That's it. But doesn't mean you can't have rules. Anarchy aren't mutually exclusive. There can now be here's structure. And then the we, beauty go back, of, we go back to, like, entropy, right? The structure will um, develop if given... Given the top, or given the opportunity, it doesn't even take any time. It's proven time and time again. Isolated groups of people operate just fucking fine without all these entrapments. Look at. Have you ever worked a job? Have you ever worked at a job where they tell you, "Look, we don't try to direct how you do what you do, but we tell you the result we want, and then they just let you do it." Have you ever worked somewhere like that? The only no, place I've ever worked. Huh? Oh, hang um, on. Too many people. I, uh, I, we got one minute left, um, so I guess we're going to go up to final thoughts.